0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. And it starts now.
0: We're back at it. Reggie and Luke, another edition of Superior Sports. I got some serious Christmas morning vibes right now, ready to creep <laughs> down the stairs. Check out these new purple presents we're about to get. The day has finally come, Reggie. You know I'm excited. The 2022 NFL Draft is upon us. How you feeling, Reggie?
2: Oh, it's finally here. No more mock no drafts. More mocks. No more mocks. Just, let's just get to it. Let's do it.
0: I know, already. I know that bums you out. And one month before we get into 2023 mock drafts, yeah. check your email. Make sure you check that out. I'll be sending those your way. Recording here Thursday a.m. So in just a few hours, Roger Goodell will come out and ring that bell. And this year's NFL draft will now be in session. That's when my heart rate starts to get a little <laughs> amped up. My blood pressure pills come into play. We're breaking it all down with Locked On Vikings host Luke Braun. And later, I'm putting Reggie on the hot seat with what does it mean, but First, make sure to check out our other daily show on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. It's the Ron Johnson Show featuring former Gopher and NFL wide receiver Ron Johnson and producer Sam Ekstrom. Get the daily opinions of an athlete-turned-broadcaster. Ron Johnson tells it like it is, whether it's Vikings, Gophers, Wolves, or Twins. Subscribe to Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel or podcast feeds so you never miss an episode. All right. Let's jump right into it. There's plenty to discuss. And like we've said on here all week, you're about to see the most wild and unpredictable draft we've ever seen unfold tonight. Forget about trying to predict picks two, three, four. We still don't even know who's going number one yet, Reggie. Everyone is still in play. So many good storylines to choose from from this draft. But outside of the Vikings, Mm -hmm. just for now, what storyline, what what team, what prospect are you most looking forward to watching unfold tonight? What's the one thing you've just been really excited and curious about that you can finally get your answer to tonight?
2: It's the drama, right? Like, How many trades do we see go down? What's a big, you know, does Baker Mayfield get moved tonight, Mm. you know, at some point? Does Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo. yeah, does he get moved at some point tonight? Like, I want to. I'm here for all the drama. I remember in 2020 during the quote unquote COVID draft, we had all kinds of drama because they put the the cameras in these folks' houses. And we got, you know, Isaiah Wilson's mom throwing the girlfriend out of the club and, you know, CeeDee Lamb snatching his cell phone (laughs) from the girlfriend. I don't even think they're together anymore. Like, that was so entertaining. We were all entertained on our couches during that. NFL draft. And I think, you know, this one has some hype, but maybe not as much hype as as drafts past because of, you know, the the star recognition may be down or, you know, whatever. But it's so interesting because I feel like you know, you, you might look back at this draft and, you know, we're going into it thinking that maybe it's not like the the best mm-hmm. draft as far as like all the prospects. But then we may come back down the line and think like, wow, like that actually was a really good draft, even though we have no idea who's going to be locked in picks one through 10, let alone one through 30. Like it, it makes it no sense. Like how ambiguous things are right now, but I'm excited for the drama.
0: Yeah, it it's never been like this before. Again, we know a month ago who pick one's going, then we mm-hmm. can actually pick two, then it starts three, four, five. Okay. We don't even know this year going in who the Jacksonville Jaguars are gonna have written on that card. For me, I can't wait to find out what these New York teams do with those four picks inside the top 10. They're going to influence this draft with those four picks in a big way. You're talking about two of the biggest fan bases in the NFL – And two teams that have struggled so bad over the last 10 years, now they can finally get a great opportunity to make some major damage, add not one, but two cornerstone building blocks. We see it all the time in the NFL. One great offseason, one great draft class. You can go from worst to first. The Giants and Jets can take a huge step forward tonight if they nail these picks. For the Giants, it feels like offense. Trying to help Daniel Jones. You got to figure out is Daniel Jones the long term solution and answer? No. And I think adding one of those bookend tackles to help him, Alabama's Evan Neal, Icky and then with that seventh pick, probably trying to move back and acquire extra draft picks and capital. Because remember, Giants have the league's worst salary cap situation. Mm. And now you have to pay not one, but two. Top 10 picks? I don't think so. They could move out of that spot and grab extra picks for next year when you got guys like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young coming out. If they don't think Daniel Jones is the long-term answer, then you look at the best of big four. They've got a lot of average, maybe above-average cornerbacks, but I don't think they got that true lockdown, shutdown cornerback. So do they look at Sauce Gardner? Do they look at Derek Stingley? Or does someone like Aiden Hutchinson or Trevon Walker now fall in their lap with that 10th pick? I think they really want to add a weapon for the development of Zach Wilson. I'm hearing USC's Drake London get thrown out a lot with them. Again, big bodied, six foot five. Mike Evans go up and get it basketball style. He could really help bail out a young quarterback and help the development of Wilson take that next step. Lastly, i got to bring him up, Jamison Williams, my number 2-ranked player on the board. This guy's a game-changer. He fits the new pass-happy, him out style of the NFL Mm -hmm. when you look at mismatches, creating mismatches on the field. Got a little bit of that Tyreek Hill motor in him. A guy that, if he doesn't have the injury, we're talking about a top-five pick. So Mm -hmm. how far does he fall? How do teams think he'll come back from that ACL? You're talking about, what, missing the first six, eight games? But teams need to step back. Look at the big picture. You're getting the next 50 games on that five-year rookie deal or the next 10 years, you're getting that home run hitter. Again, Mm -hmm. I think he's a true X factor. I think he's still got to be in discussion for the Atlanta Falcons with the eighth pick. Because, listen, Mm. the Falcons know this year ain't it. No Matt Ryan, he's gone. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, out. They're picking yeah. in the top three next year. So Jamison Williams makes a lot of sense when you look at the big picture. I think oh, yeah. Williams to the Falcons at eight. It's about right where he should go. going to be really interesting. Let's forget about where they're projected and where they've been mocked. What player are you most confident in, Reggie, when you look back five, ten years from now, is mm-hmm. just going to be one of the best players in this draft?
2: Give me sauce. I love Give me sauce all day. He's clean so cut, confident. He man. checks man. all
0: the boxes. All he the does. boxes.
2: He does. Didn't give up a touchdown in college. Like, has the swagger of a young Deion Sanders. I'm not calling him Deion Sanders, but he has the swagger of a guy like that. And I think he has all the ability in the world. He plays well. He has the, the personality, you know, that you like in your in your cornerback, a little, you know, swaggerific. And I just I just can't say enough about the guy. He was on Rich Eisen yesterday, and Rich Eisen was just like, look, if you don't go to the New York Jets, I'm going to come out on stage myself and intercept the pick when you are called to make sure that you are going to the New York Jets. And so, you know, he has a lot of synergy building. I think he has a, a lot of um, charisma as well that he's kind of playing to up to this moment and I'm here for it. You know, you 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 got to you got to pay to play and you are who you say you are. And I'm looking forward to seeing him shine and blossom in the NFL.
0: Yeah, can't go wrong with Sauce for sure. Kyle Hamilton, my number one player on my board. Jermaine Johnson though is a sneaky one for me. I think We're going to look back. If you told me five years from now he's the best edge of this class, Mm. I I just wouldn't be surprised. He's the most polished NFL-ready when you look at his handwork, technique. He understands leverage, where he's supposed to be on the field, great anchor, lower body, which is why he's so good against the run. And he was second on FSU, the Florida State Seminoles team, in tackles Mm. for a defensive end. That's just unheard of. That tells you how pro-ready he is. Not to just be one of these guys that, you know, is a third-down pass rusher, but he's a true three-down starter in the league from day one. I love the motor. I love the juice he plays with Jermaine Johnson. I feel very Right out confident. of Minnesota. Yes, sir. Yeah, local boy, local hero. I feel very confident he's going to be one of the best players in this class. When it's all said and done. I'm also very confident our guest today is going to blow us away with some Vikings Mm. draft news coming up. We got Luke Brown from Locked On Vikings to talk Quasi in that 12th overall pick. But first, do you want smart post-game reaction from insiders that cover your favorite teams? Check out our Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Get instant reactions from our Lockdown team hosts, along with prominent reporters like Kevin Gorg for the Wild and Brandon Warren for the Twins. No fluff, just 10 minutes of straight analysts after each game. Subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube and never miss a podcast. All right, the draft is just three hours away. Vikings will not have Rick Spielman turn in a pick for the first time in <laughs> over a decade. It's Quasi's show now, and to help break it down, what he and his new coaching staff might be looking for this weekend. Let's bring in Vikings expert Luke Braun, host of Locked On Vikings. Follow him on Twitter, at Luke Braun NFL. And I know Luke bleeds because when it comes to his stuff, he's out in California right now. And on that West Coast time, it means it's about 6 a.m. And he's still ready to jump out of bed and come talk Vikings with us. Understandable if you're still shaking the cobwebs out, Luke Braun. How you doing, man? (laughs) Draft morning it is. What's going on, brother?
1: Oh, I haven't slept in days. It's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On that 72-hour bender right now. That must be it's draft week. Yeah, we're all trying to connect the dots, Luke, with what Kweisi did in Cleveland and what the Vikings might Mm. be looking for. We know a lot of age-dependent factors will likely go into play despite having a lot of fifth-year seniors and older players and prospects in this class and with a totally unpredictable first 11 picks happening before he's on the clock, it makes things really difficult. So you have to have a plan A, plan B, plan C. You got to be ready for oh, anything. What's plan A for the Vikings tonight? Like, what's the dream scenario look like for them? And who do you think is that top player on the board that maybe could still realistically be there at 12? I mean, if Kyle Hamilton is there, is there any chance right. that they could pass on him?
1: Um, so I have no idea where their board is at, but to me, that is plan A, right? Plan A is we sit there, we sit on our hands, we don't do anything, and our favorite guy just falls right into our laps, right? Right. And I don't know who that is. I have to think Derek Stingley's up there. There's so many ties and connections. He's just an utterly perfect fit like it Mm. just makes so much sense the fit um and he's young and there's this lsu connection there's something just like super this great vibe to it with patrick peterson and all that Um, and i think you just have to kind of look into his last couple years but the thing is his db coach is here Durante Jones, he's a Vikings coach now. So if anybody knows, like, they don't need to bring him in for a meeting. They got the guy that coached him. So I kind of feel like the Vikings are a bit of a leading authority on Derek Stingley. Um, But it could be Hamilton. It could be... Um, gosh, I saw somebody speculating that Sauce Gardner would fall and there'd be like this cornerback fall entirely. Nobody would pick any corners and they'd all go for all the edge rushes and the tackles or something like that. And it's like, you know what? Weirder stuff has happened. All right. I don't think so. I think that dude's if that dude falls below the top four, it's a crime, but weirder things have happened, you know? Um, so I, that's plan a and then i think plan b is a trade down it sounds like they've been working really really hard to try to trade down so if their guy isn't there go back go to the you know early 20s ish maybe see if somebody wants to come up for a quarterback um and try to accumulate a little bit more in that really great kind of lap band of the draft that 60s range where there's so much depth yeah it's interesting
2: because i feel like Stingley doesn't get past the Jets. I feel like with what Robert Sala is building there, like he probably wants a guy like that on his team. And then, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, maybe McDuffie at twelve. And I'm just like, I don't know about that. Nah, so we'll that. we'll see. It it, it should be fun there. tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that either, but it should be fun. How about day two? Cause this is extensive draft coverage that we're giving you on our podcast today. How do you feel about day two and what the Vikings may do there?
1: It it, it all depends on if they get a corner or if they don't get a corner um mm-hmm. and you don't have to get a corner right if they just sit there and they pick jameson williams they pick jordan davis one of these guys that's totally mm-hmm. an option but yeah. if you do that day two has to be about a corner um and there are names that i think we can still be very very excited about on day two which is why this is an option i mean a, I, I think there are five first round corners in this draft and mm-hmm. i don't know if all five of them get picked in the first round i think there will be mm-hmm. first round corners available in the second round there's a really high likelihood of that um somebody like Andrew Booth could fall. Somebody like Kair Elam could fall. Um, doesn't sound like he will. Sounds like he's teams are higher on him maybe than the public is. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, somebody like that and, or go for somebody like Kyler Gordon, the other Washington cornerback um, who's very good in his own right. And um, I like Roger McCreary at Auburn. I think he's, kind of a gamer um i've got him mm-hmm. as my cornerback seven but i'd still happily t- take him at 46 it's a it's a very top heavy cornerback class and you can get one in the second round um and if you do get a cornerback then you can kind of just start chasing luxuries right go get your yeah. favorite wide receiver who's available here um you know take your favorite edge rusher that's still available somebody might fall right go get your if george Karlaftis fell teams don't seem all that high on him um I think that is, and then in, in, day, in round three, in the later parts of day two, especially if you've traded down, grab an interior lineman. I love getting a guard or a center to mm-hmm. compete with Garrett Bradbury and then eventually overtake him as Bradbury's contract runs out here. Um, I love the third and fourth round centers here. There's like eight of them I would be absolutely <laughs> stoked to take in like the 90s.
0: I'm glad that you brought up Elam because I think, for me, when I look at what Quasey's looking for, if McDuffie and Elam are on the board, and, and this is maybe after a trade down, say, 18, mm-hmm. late teens, early twenty. I think Kair Elam would be the pick over Trent McDuffie. I'm just not going to be surprised if Mm. they go that direction. Love that you brought up Roger McCrary. We've talked about him quite a few times on this show as well. Really solid value at pick 46. Flip on that Alabama-Auburn tape. I thought he was the best defender uh, maybe on the field. So really impressive. Mm. Deep class. Again, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself. BPA. You don't have to pigeonhole yourself and just take a cornerback just because Patrick Peterson's getting a little old. And, again, you need some Mm -hmm. more depth. Just in general, Luke, you've watched so much tape, just in general in this class. Who do you think when we look back, who's going to be the best offense and defensive player from this class? You can't say sauce too easy. And I'm going to say you can't say Kyle Hamilton either because that's too easy as well. Who's just on your, you know, offense, defense. Do you just think this is such a safe, easy pick five years from now? This guy's going to be great.
1: So you're gonna let me say Jordan Davis? Because then he's the guy. Yes, he's so (laughs) he's so good at what he does, and I think for me the only thing that's gonna push him down the board is is he on the field all three snaps, right? Um, Because he's like a run defender guy, right? Is he gonna come off on third and seven, and that is really gonna kind of limit his value. However. Georgia's coaches apparently have been telling teams, yeah, we took him off, we rotated him off, and we didn't have him be the premier pass rusher, but that was us. That was what we were just, that happened to be our scheme, and like he was doing a really good job of like pinning guys on stunts and being a part of that pass rush, even though he's not the actual pass rusher, he's not the guy trying to beat a player, he still had a role in those pass rushes um that was really really useful to us and so you know even though he didn't have the production he kind of did the dirty work and what what else do you want from a nose tackle right um i am i think a lot higher on people than Devonte wyatt and if it weren't for the the red flags I, I think he could be a top 15 player um offensively i don't know can i say nobody i kind of right. hate the offensive side of this class not
0: a sexy class no wide receivers or quarterbacks yeah. like we're used to those blue chip guys yeah
1: yeah. Um, if Jamison Williams is healthy, it's probably him. Otherwise, I kind of hate all the wide receivers. Um, I don't have a single <laughs> wide receiver that I would actually like the Vikings to take at 12. Not because I don't want them to take a receiver. I think it'd be fine to take a receiver. It's just none of them excite me. I just don't like the class. Although, um, I don't know. I'll take an easy one and go with, like... The Kiyakuanu. Safe, sexy. Could be even still in play.
0: I'm not getting For the number one overall pick, wouldn't surprise me. I know Jaguars, mm-hmm. they franchise take Cam Robinson. So what? That doesn't mean that he couldn't slide nope. in that guard and be that Quentin Nelson Pro Bowl guard for the next five, seven years. So don't count that AEP one out loves either. Him. Yeah, real quick before Reggie asks you the last one. We'll get you out of here, Luke. I know you're a busy guy. I will say you brought up Jordan Davis. Everybody's saying Jordan Davis, not good value. Nose tackle at 12. I'll say this. If Stingley or Sauce or Kevin Thibodeau uh, are still on the board at 9, Seahawks are going there. But I'm hearing the Seahawks really love Jordan Davis. And if a lot of those mm-hmm. guys are gone, Jordan Davis going in the top 10, specifically the Seahawks at 9, isn't out of the realm of possibility. just tells you how good, despite being a nose tackle, good clean safe a plus prospect checks all the boxes this guy could be so i'd be very happy with him at pick 12 go ahead that. reggie last one
2: man i it hurts my heart saying hearing you say you don't think the the wide receiver class is all that reggie sexy wants a wide you.
1: out <sighs> okay like, okay man, I, I can Garrett, explain myself Garrett, if you want
2: Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. I mean, I I did used to cover Ohio State, so I'm a little biased, okay. but I I love those guys. I'm not I'm not all that big on Drake London though, as some are, and I'm just like, you know, maybe he'll be great. Maybe I can be wrong, but I'm just I'm just not sure. But I I will ask. All right, we don't usually do the hot takes on this show, but Luke, I'm gonna <laughs> ask you, what's your one hot super scorching take that we should see or that we could see in round one tonight?
1: Um, oh gosh, if you were going to ask me for like a player that's going to go like higher than you think, um, I would say Kairi Lam, second corner off the board. Ooh, I like
0: that. Ooh. I think a lot of teams are higher on him than, than uh-huh. people are talking about. Trent McDuffie I, just cemented in that third cornerback spot. Maybe not.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would agree with that, but I think a team mm. might do it. If you want a scorching take on me, like from an evaluation standpoint, I don't think Aiden Hutchinson is a top twenty player in this draft. Ooh,
0: Ooh he
1: did! And it. I really he hope the Lions it. take him because Christian Dariusaw is gonna kick that little twerp's ass. Ooh, he did oh, it! Oh <laughs> my goodness! Wow, dang! He can't—he dies to jump sets, man. Like you yep. get into into a phone booth with him, and he can't get off of you. Like, he can set you up and Mr. Miyagi you all day, but if you just bring the fight to him, he's got nothing.
0: (laughs) Wax on, wax off. Reggie, you asked for it, and you got it. You got a spicy spicy hot take. I love it. I Nobody love it can hold people...
1: me accountable. It's great. Yeah, that's There are right. no I rules. I can say all of it.
0: That's right. I love it when people come in and actually get outside the box a little bit and lay down some spicy takes. It's going to be very interesting, very, very entertaining nonetheless to watch all this unfold tonight 7 p.m. Central when you can count on the boo birds coming out for Roger Goodell <laughs> and the show begins. That might be my favorite part. Roger Goodell getting booed every pick. Uh, every, 32 times Roger Goodell gets booed and he loves it luke braun host of the lockdown vikings podcast one of the best viking pods you'll find follow him on twitter at luke braun nfl luke i want to thank you so much for getting up early and taking the time to join us to talk some vikings and draft my friend any coverage during this weekend we can keep our eyes peeled for
1: absolutely lockdown vikings will be live at uh, seven central so come check out the youtube channel just search out lockdown vikings on youtube um, and then there's also the Locked On NFL live show, which you can find on Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft. After the Vikings pick, I'll go from my own live show to the Locked On NFL one. Um, that's going to be kind of how that works. And then I will have shows up every morning this whole weekend recapping the last day of the draft.
0: Love it. Can't wait. Oh. Check it out again. Locked On Vikings again on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you again real my soon. My pleasure.
2: Okay? Thanks, Luke. Absolutely. Thanks,
0: Luke. Appreciate Cheers, it. Luke guys. Braun. Yeah, appreciate it. Luke Braun again on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL, locked on Vikings host, Monday through Friday, 30 minute show, one of the best Viking pods for my money out there. Um man, some spicy takes from Luke, Reggie. What'd you think?
2: <laughs> oh, we still got Luke with us. Luke is like, uh, Luke, what are you about like to say?
0: There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Wait, wait, no, are it, edit that out?
2: It is surprising though that that Luke said that he wasn't all that thrilled with the wide receiver class because, you know, every year we got all these studs that come out that, you know, you can you can find a gem in the yep. third, fourth round sometimes mm-hmm. with these receivers. Now, all these guys are just some athletic freaks. You know, you got a bunch of guys running four three four four forties, 40s. And so, you know, it's just so interesting. Like I said, I'm big on the Ohio State guys because I just – I believe in the brand. They call it Zone 6 out there. Mm. And I just think that, you know, somebody's going to get, you know, some great players in Olave and Garrett Wilson and, you know, Jamison Williams, when he recovers from the ACL. I just saw a mock draft that had the Vikings taking Jamison Williams. And, you know, with it being kind of a luxury for them thinking more long-term than short-term as maybe like a future replacement for Adam Thielen. And so I'm like, well, you know, I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I really wouldn't. And so, you know, I think it, it's just it, – it's it's very interesting what we could see transpire tonight. And we could all be right. We could all be wrong. You know, we could all just be all kinds of off-base. You know, sometime tonight we could find out that the Jaguars are going to take Kayvon Thibodeau. You know, and you're just like, oh, okay, well, you know, th- that makes sense for this wacky draft.
0: For me, it always comes back to – Everybody in the mock drafts, the experts, who's going to move around, this, guy, mm-hmm. this team wants to move down, this team wants to move up. It's impossible to predict trades. so why even try? But, you know, it's just not as easy as, all right, this team wants to move down you got to have a trade partner, first of all, and it's got to make sense. I mean, you're not just going to move down for, you know, next year's sixth rounder. No, it's got to make sense for both teams. I think it's going to be interesting to see how many trades actually unfold, not just Mm -hmm. in the top 10, but on round one. Remember, a lot of teams like to trade back up at the end of round one to try to grab a quarterback for the future. They get that extra fifth-year option. We know teams like the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Saints, they got multiple first-round picks. Any of them and package some of those picks to get maybe a blue chip top 10 prospect the giants Mm -hmm. i think i've already said it at five or seven probably want to move back but again impossible to predict but i think there will be a lot of trades tonight it's just who when and what team's gonna be a lot of fun all right it's that time my favorite segment of the show i'm putting reggie on the hot seat with what does it mean reggie are you ready let's do it Twins pitcher Joe Ryan was lights out yet again. Seven shutout innings, nine Ks. This guy had seven Ks through four innings, by the way. Twins shut down the Tigers for their fifth win in a row and take first place in the Central. What does it mean for the Twins pitching rotation, having a true number one guy like Joe Ryan who's now three and one and looked dominant his last few outings?
2: I think it means that the Twins are cooking with gas.
0: Ooh, baby.
2: I think that this is probably the best-case scenario for the Twins. You know, they're on a six-game winning streak right now, and the pitching has probably been the – I mean, other than Byron Buxton, the pitching has probably been the biggest bright spot so far this season, and you just wonder, like, can they keep it up? Joe Ryan looks like a freaking stud. Like, he looks like he has arrived. Like, this is his moment. It's so awesome to see that Rocco kind of let him loose a little bit more and let him get into another inning uh, than he has been. Uh, went seven innings, season high, nine strikeouts. Like, the dude is a dude. And, you know, you wonder. You're like, man, the, the Twins are going to trust their their rookie to be, you know, the guy for them uh, going forward. And, you know, he's going to start opening day. He's going to be the ace of the staff. And he's just like, ah, I'm not sure. We'll see. But I think what is cool about it is he is totally risen to the occasion, and and the twins are like, "Hi, we told you, we told you the guy's the real deal, and he is." And you know they're doing this without Sonny Gray on the staff. They got one of the the lowest. ERA is in baseball for a starting pitching staff. I think
0: it's the lowest. Yeah, I think it's number one ERA from starting pitchers. Now, yeah, the middle relievers and closers, different story. We'll get to that later. All right, we'll talk about that in July. But for right now, number one ERA pitching staff from starting pitchers, unbelievable start for this uh, again rotation that was just kind of a mix and match slew of different guys they put together. Throw them in a hat, see who pops out. Joe Ryan named the opening day starter and sent a message as far as how confident the Twins organization is in this young kid. I think that's maybe what a young guy like that coming up in the ranks trying to develop and progress, take that next step into yeah. being a true number one ace needed is their organization and coaching staff to say, you're our number one guy. Mm-hmm. Go out and get him. And remember opening day, he lost two to one. He just couldn't get any run support, but he yeah. had a great outing then too. Mm-hmm. So pretty much every outing he's been – yeah. I mean, rock solid, if not outstanding. He's now 3-1, and one, even considering that 2-1 to loss to open the season. Nice to have that number one rock for sure as the rest of your pitching rotation still kind of finds their footing here. Phoenix Suns stud Devin Booker is a game-time decision tonight, coming back from a hammy injury. With the Suns up three games to two, what does it mean for the Suns' long-term chances rushing Booker back too soon? I mean, what's the right play here? You're up 3-2. to two, You're playing the eight seed. You're the number one and see hammy injuries linger man you don't want to rush this guy back too soon but you also don't want to leave the door open for the pelicans to sneak back in what's the thought process here
2: i think you leave him out man like he struggled with some hamstring injuries before you know one of my best friends is a phoenix suns fan and Mm -hmm. you know he was confident that the suns were going to go all the way this year they don't do that without devin booker They need him ready, they need him available, and they need him relatively healthy. You know, like you said, these hamstring injuries do linger, and so he probably will never be, like, at the tip top. But if he's good enough to go out there, he's going to make a difference because this dude is a lights-out shooter. He just kind of goes unconscious from the floor at times and he's just like wow like all of a sudden he's got 31 points at halftime like he did the game that he actually left and so I don't think you rush him back like if he's ready to go then okay you you know put him out there and you guys put the pelicans away and then maybe you guys get a little time to to rest just a little bit but if you can go out there and beat them you know you you go out there and show what you showed in the last game, and you go out there and take care of business like you should against the Pelicans, like you are one of the best teams, and Mikhail Bridges comes out and, and has another dominant performance to help lead the team to victory, like you do that. Because if you can preserve Book for as long as you can, keep getting him some treatment before he has to give it a full go out there, then you do that because you're thinking championships, and you don't accomplish that without Book.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Suns tip off tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans, 6.30 Central Standard Time. That's on TNT again. They lead the series 3-2. to two. They're going to play the winner of mm-hmm. the Mavs Jazz Series, Dallas up 3-2. to two. Their game six is tonight as well on TNT right after that. All right, last one. Aquanu is now tied in Vegas as the second most likely player to be drafted number one overall with Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. Trevon Walker. Still the odds-on favorite at over 2-1 to one odds. So, I mean, overwhelmingly good odds. So, Vegas must know something. What does it mean, Reggie? Who's going number one?
2: You know what it means? You really want to know what it means? Tell it me. means we have no idea. Nobody knows! We have no idea.
0: I'm sick of it.
2: Like, Can't Jordan Davis this. could go number one for all we know. They could take Jamison Williams number one overall. I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, like... We just don't know. It's it's so unpredictable. And it's the Jaguars. And so it's just Trent like... Trent
0: Bulky's going to Trent Bulky, right? Yeah,
2: man. Like, they're going to do something that's going to leave you like, huh? Or maybe they don't. Maybe they do just do the smart thing. I think, you know, despite what Luke Braun said, you know, which he was pretty impassioned about that, but I do think that for this draft and for everything that we've seen that Aiden Hutchinson is the number one overall player in this draft. And so it's like... Even if years down the line it comes back and it's just like, what were they thinking? This guy is a bust. You know, like, for everything that we know, the guys, you know, backup Heisman, you know, and and one of the most productive edge rushers in all of college football, like, he's the guy to me. You know, I think, you know, if if you look at it, I think maybe high end, maybe he's like a Chris Long or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Low end, we won't talk about low end. But I think... You know, this guy is somebody that we've long said is the the consensus top player in this draft, and I just think the Jaguars might get too cute tonight and do something that they will in the future regret, which is take somebody that nobody – you know, they're going to pull a Mike Mayock with the Raiders, you know, and draft a guy that is projected to go in like the second round. They're yeah. going to take him number one overall, and you're just like – what are you guys doing? I could have he got, he got that. that from
0: Al Davis. Al Davis yeah. was the guy. Darius Hayward Bay runs a four-three forty mm. and all of a sudden Al Davis takes him seventh overall. Okay, Al. All right. It's time to hang it up, buddy. It's all about value. Premium yeah. positions is how you get value. That's why quarterbacks and edge rushers offensive mm-hmm. lineman, always go with that first overall pick. I think Aiden Hutchinson should be the number one overall pick. But if you don't like him, if you're the Jaguars, Trent you don't like Aiden Hutchinson, here's what you do. You convince the Lions that you're taking them number one overall. The Lions want them in the worst way. You say, I'll tell you what, you can have them. We'll slide down to two. You move up to one for a third-round pick. You steal an extra third-round pick. You move back. You take Trevon Walker anyways, and you play the game. That's how you play mm-hmm. the game. And, again, get the most value out of your draft position. It's going to be fun, man. Can't wait. 7 p.m. tonight. Again, Boo Birds will be out. Roger Goodell taking the stage NFL draft. Reggie, you just survived the gauntlet. Special thanks to Luke Braun from Locked on Vikings draft day tonight, round one recap tomorrow. Remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel and join us every day for another episode covering all the biggest topics in Minnesota sports. He's Reggie Wilson. Follow him on Twitter at Reggie Wilson TV and on CARE 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing Be blessed. Spread love
2: today and stay purple. Ooh.
1: (laughs) This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.